When the show was born, like all podcasts, it was inspected. If it had been unfunny or boring or too long or hackneyed, it would be discarded. From the time it could be downloaded, it was baptized in the fires of the Internet. Taught never to repeat, never to pander. Taught that death on the Internet, in service to criticism, was the greatest glory it could achieve in its life. Spartans! What is your profession? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. <laughs> you can tell this is going to be fun by that tone of voice, can't you? And, Say your name, Steve. And I'm Steve Shives. <laughs> now, on this show, it's fairly simple. Steve and I take a, a, a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, this one just is a squeaker, Steve. It just made it. The 10-year mark. Yep. yep. This movie came out 10 years ago, and I sure as Fuck hope it doesn't become a classic movie because if it does, I'm going back in time and I'm changing some shit because there's no way, there's no way, there's no way, Steve. <sighs> yeah, we're in for, we're in trouble if this becomes a classic film. If people are still talking about this movie like in 20 years, you know that something has in gone. In glowing terms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If this becomes the next Easter movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll know that something has, I mean, something has already gone terribly wrong for this movie to even exist, but... You know what? I will change my mind. If this becomes the movie we watch on a particular day where we celebrate the time that citizens stormed the White House and chopped off the head of the sitting president, oh. then I don't have a problem. The, and we can, we can look back fondly and say, remember when people could get movies like this made? Hey guys, I'm in a bad mood. I have a migraine, it's a hundred and God knows people are melting out on the street, and I had to review this movie. So, uh, <sighs> should we tell them what movie it is, Steve? Should we tell Let's them? Let's just go ahead and tell them, yeah. Okay, the movie we're going going to review is called um, Jingoist Nationalist Fantasy, number five, directed by, <laughs> no, it's called 300. That was the working title. I was the work of the working title was Masturbatory Fantasy by a washed up comic book writer. <laughs> yes. No, it's three hundred, that Oily's men's movie. Yeah, yeah. Starring that, that that lovely Gerard Butler who played the Phantom of the Opera. Oh my god. What a wonderful career he's had. He's had a great career. Just did some romantic comedies. Hey, Steve, yeah, do you have any more trivia like that oh, before we I do. talk about who made it? I actually have a really uh, fascinating and upsetting bit of trivia to share related to this movie. I can't wait to be upset. Are you ready to be upset, audience? <laughs> Let's be upset together. As our more astute listeners can probably tell, uh, neither, uh. neither Jason nor myself were huge fans of the movie 300. We will, we will, we will be expanding on that opinion over the next ninety minutes or so. More than um, likely. But did you know? Unless I go into a rage coma. <laughs> unless we we might not make it that long. <laughs> if you hear a strangulated scream from me and the sound of a body hitting the floor, <laughs> that you'll know what that was. But um, uh, that was me killing Zack Snyder. Yeah, I found him. I found him. <laughs> um. So, at around the same time that Zack Snyder was was developing the movie that became 300, there yeah. was another movie in development about the same subject. About, I know. About the Battle of Thermopylae. 
Yeah. And that movie would have been directed by Michael Mann. Uh-huh. Wow, he's a he's a I know that name. He's actually like a good director. He's really a good director. Yeah, he's made some very mm-hmm. fine films. And yeah. it would so it had a and it it was going to be produced and also possibly starring a a, a, a fellow you might have heard of named uh uh George Clooney. He was going to be oh, yeah. in it. Um and it was going to be called based on uh, the novel that it was adapted from, Gate yeah. Gates of Fire. Isn't that an awesome Whoa. name for a movie? Gates of Fire, which is which is yeah. which is kind of a, a poetic translation of Thermopylae. That's what mm. Thermopylae means. It's also a poem I wrote for Gates McFadden. <laughs> oh, we, from Star Trek: The Next we, Generation, Gates of Fire. We, it goes a little something like this: Gates of Fire, light my fire. I I perspire. Um, I'm making this up as I go along. I love you. Be my wife. I love you, Doctor Crusher. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Tap dance on me. Yeah, we. Boy, we all wrote one of those back in the day, didn't we? We all had our Doctor Crusher poems, didn't we? Um, and by the way, this goes once again. When we hurt, we reference Star yeah. Trek more. Oh boy, there's there's <laughs> just think of all the Star Trek references that are going to be in this show. Um, you mean? So yeah. So that anyway, that's that's my trivia. Is that uh, we almost got if it weren't for this movie opening and becoming a big hit uh, and therefore making the subject kind of redundant, we might have gotten mm-hmm. a much better movie directed by a just uh, an infinitely more talented director uh, yeah. with a much better title. So think of, yeah. so, so chew on that, people who watched 300 for this show. Right. <laughs> we could have been reviewing this movie instead, but now it doesn't exist. Well, remember, Gates of Fire was a little complex for the audience that Zack Snyder was aiming for, oh. and I'll get into that a little uh, bit later, yeah. as soon as my meds kick Okay. In. So you ready for who made it? Sure, man. Yay! 300 was directed by Zack Snyder. Um, he's made other movies. Yep. Probably movies that make you see red when I say the titles, but let's talk about them anyway. Man of Steel. Oh. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Um, Batman and Superman, Dawn of Something, oh. that came out a couple years ago. It hurts. He's uh, supposedly directing Justice League, um, although Joss Whedon has been brought in to probably try to fix that movie. <laughs> I can't wait for that train wreck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just imagine what a half Joss Whedon, half Zack Snyder movie is going to be like. (laughs) Oh, my God. He also did Watchmen, which is watchable. Yes. And uh, Dawn of the Dead, right? Yeah, which, which, again, surprisingly watchable, given... You know, yeah. who made it? Actually, very watchable. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I think that's the only one of his that I really like. Also, his magnum opus and passion project, Sucker Punch, <laughs> which isn't misogynist at all. Now, that thing about what I said earlier about the audience that he's targeting. Um, there's a couple uh, uh, really homophobic things in this movie. Yeah. And Zack Snyder pretty much admitted it in an interview in which he said, "What's more scary to a 14 year old boy?" Than a giant Persian godman who's trying to go after your butt or something like that. <laughs> oh, well, as long as you explained it like that, there's no problem. Yeah, so that's how he, when people said, hey, uh, why is it that the bad people are gay? And he was like, because it's scary to 14-year-olds. And that's when you realize, oh, either he's 14 mentally, which there's no argument against it, or... <laughs> that's it. 
Or that's who he was shooting this movie, this R-rated movie, to 14-year-olds. Um, yes, on both counts. Yeah, I was going to say. I think. In the words of Forrest Gump, maybe it's both. <laughs> How dare you quote that frickin' retarded hayseed at me, god damn it. This, this is the, the depth yes, that we I have Yes, I used the R-word. I'm sorry, but I'm that angry. You're not in your right mind. Nope. Okay, it was produced by Mark Canton, Bernie Goldman, Gianni Nunari, and Jeffrey Silver. I hate all four of you. I don't care what else you've made. <laughs> you have much to answer for. Screenplay by Michael B. Gordon, Kurt Johnstad, and Zack Snyder. Based on 300 by Frank Miller and Lynn Varley. Frank Miller is... shares a lot of the problem. He's to blame for a lot of this, too. Oh, boy. Because his comic book wasn't really accurate to anything at any point anywhere. <laughs> and it kind of indicated that he hated foreigners, black people, yeah. gay people, women, the sky himself. <laughs> that thing that's looking at him in the corner that he only sees in the corner of his eye. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Okay, guys. Um, Frank Miller has written some great things. He's done some great things in the comic book industry. Um, but it seems that as he gets older, he just gets crazier and crazier. And I don't understand how Will Eisner just didn't strangle him with his own tie. I don't get it. Oh, I know. Eisner could have and taken him have even there ex- at the end. Eisner could have fucking just took a pencil and just jammed it I mean, right into his eyes. I, Eisner was in his 90s when he died, and Eisner could have taken Frank Miller without breaking a sweat. Yeah, and I don't get it because, okay, guys, Will Eisner is a comics legend. He created the spirit. He wrote a series of books that taught people how to tell a story in uh, in, in comics. Yeah. Um, he's there. There's a reason why there is an award named after him, and I don't know how those two people were friends. Unless yeah. Eisner was bonkers at the end. <laughs> well, I know it's one of those weird, weird things where it's uh, like because I know Frank Miller, you know, idolized Will Eisner as I think a lot of oh, people yeah. do. But yeah, you don't really get, especially in his later work, you really don't get like Eisner influence. <laughs> When you look no. at Frank Miller's work, it's like, where's and, the Will oh, Eisner? By the way, when you pay tribute to Will Eisner by making what is possibly one of the most god-awful pieces of oh, garbage god. ever put to celluloid, yeah. which is the adaptation of Will Eisner's The Spirit yeah. that he made. Which is um, nothing like not The Spirit. <laughs> no. No, it's not. No. All right. Okay. Let's, let's go to the people who were just in it, and a lot of them complained. <laughs> Most of them were happy to get a paycheck. Yes. Because this is before a lot of them hit really big. So let's go. Gerard Butler as Leonidas, king of Sparta, who is a real person from history. Mm-hmm. Not in this movie. <laughs> it's a real name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Wenham, you'll recognize him. Recognize him. He's a character actor. I can't remember what else he's been in, but you'd recognize him. What else has he been Oh, yeah, I know. He was, uh, what's his name, in Lord of the Rings. That Steve wouldn't know because he didn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh he was in Van Helsing. He was Boromir's brother. What? He was in Van was he, he was in Van Helsing. Oh wow. Yeah. wow for for, for the four yeah. people who remember that movie. Remember yeah, when he was the monk guy or something. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Hugh Jackman tried to have yet another franchise and Hollywood finally no, said I enough? Don't, <laughs> I don't remember. Was Frankenstein in that too? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh okay. Uh he plays Dilios. <laughs> Yep. Lena Headey before uh, Game of Thrones um, as Queen Gorgo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gorgo. 
Queen Gorgo. Gorgo's wife. I'm sorry. But that sounds like the unintentional sequel to King Kong. <laughs> I'm telling you, fellas, King Kong hit big. Next year, we're going to do another monkey movie, but it's going to be a woman monkey. What are we going to call it? Queen Gorgo! <laughs> it's a license to print money, fellas. Yeah, although you you would never know that was her name from the movie, because her name is never no, mentioned. No, because no one ever fucking says her name. Nope. Remember, this is supposed to be the strong woman character in the movie. Yeah. Never says her name, gets raped. Yep. Ha <laughs> Yippee! Oh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, chop your when, dick off. When will we... Next one. When will... <laughs> Giovanni. <laughs> what? No. What are you? What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say, Zack Snyder. When will you pay for your crimes? But we, we know the answer. He won't. Never. He sleeps on a gigantic bed of money with a tit in his mouth. You know <laughs> that. Well, no one's ever gonna make him pay for his crimes. No. We pay for his crimes. We give him money. Well, I don't. Not anymore. Yeah. But you know. Okay, next. Giovanni Cimino as Pleistarchus. 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 Is that <laughs> That's it? That's close, yeah. As a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> as... Oh, wouldn't that be great? Dominic West as Theron. Vincent Reagan as Captain Artemis. Tom Wisdom as Astinos. Andrew Plevin as Daxos. Andrew Tyrion as F. Ephialtes? Ephialtes. Ephialtes. Thank you, Ephialtes. Rodrigo Santoro as King Xerxes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Another real person from real life, not an eight-foot-tall giant gay man. (laughs) No. No. I I don't think I'm going to make it through this. It should be noted for the sake of history that Xerxes was not eight feet tall. Stephen McCaddy as Loyalist. Michael Fassbender, again, before he hit big, Uh as Stelios. Peter Mensa as a Persian messenger who gets kicked into the well by Leonidas. Yep. He had no fucking name. (laughs) Kelly Craig as Pythia. And Tyler Neitzel as Young Leonidas. Music by Tyler Bates. Cinematography by Larry Fong. Uh -uh. Edited by William Hoy. Production Companies, Legendary Pictures, Virtual Studios, Atmosphere Pictures, and Hollywood Gang Productions. It was distributed by Warner Brothers. Release date, March 9th, 2007. Running time, 116 minutes. Budget, 65 million. Box office, 456 million. And luckily we only got one sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, our civilization really does deserve to fall, doesn't it? $450 million in the box office. There's a lot of 14-year-old boys, Steve. Uh, you can't, you can't, no, you can't. We give them, you well, but can't. we clearly give them too much sway in our culture. Well, we don't pay attention to them half the time. You've never had, you don't have children. You've never had to hang around a 14-year-old boy. You want them out of the house as much as possible. <laughs> when they say, I'm going to go see a movie, you just throw money at them and say, get the fuck out. Get out, you stink ape. You pimply, stinky, gross. Just go. I'm tired of hearing you masturbate in the bathroom while we're trying to watch Family Matters. Get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, when you put it that way, I can understand it. That's why. Because everything... Just to get them out. I saw this greatest movie. It's called 300. Great. Fine. Fuck. Whatever. Here. Put money. Go. Yeah, go see it again. How long is it? Well, Two hours? Go see it He's out twice. of the house and now playing video games. Shut up. You made him. You help, motherfucker. <laughs> Shut up. Leave me alone. I'm going to stab you in the neck with this meat knife. <laughs> 
here, take some money. Go out and see that Sex in the City movie. <laughs> just leave me alone in the house to weep. <laughs> this can't be my life. This just can't be my fucking life. <laughs> hey, guys, guess what? This one's going real dark. Ooh. These are the places we have to go. Oh, but we do. All right, Steve. Are you ready? <sighs> I'm ready. Take off almost all your clothes. Oh, God. Let's, uh, I haven't been doing crunches. On. I'm not going to look good. Well, no, no, that's okay because we're just going to paint ha- on half of it oh. and the, the computer's going to take care of the rest. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, put on a helmet okay. that serves no function since you're not wearing any other armor at all. Got it. <laughs> here's, your, here's your shield. Okay. Here's your spear. Here's the sword. Here's uh, uh, here's some uh, really awful, awful nationalistic attitudes towards people from other countries. Here's a the big book of everything wrong in history. It, it not, now, it doesn't mean that the wrong things in history. It just gets history completely Got wrong. It. You need to read this whole thing, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Okay, you ready? All right, so let's... Uh Let's let's not go into the world of. The <laughs> we have to. We have we? to. We're committed. No, we don't. We we can. No, we're not. I need to be committed. <laughs> I need to. I need to, Steve. All right, let's uh. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go into the world, the ableist, racist, homophobic yeah. world of three hundred. Steve, <laughs> take it away. Well. You know, there's nothing like a movie that that gets started on just the right note. So, of course, this movie starts with um, a narrator telling us about how Spartans kill their babies if they're not perfect. Eugenics, everybody. Eugenics. Uh, Sparta, by the way, the the culture that will be glorified and celebrated for this entire movie. Um, Mm -hmm. Practically the very first shot is uh, this is we get the origin of King uh, Leonidas. The opening shot is a baby skull. Yeah. And and the 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 infant version of our hero king leonidas is being held and sort of looked over by this guy and the narrator tells us you know if he hadn't been perfect he would have been flung into the pit because that's what we do and that's totally even though there's no historical record of this actually ever happened we did find a pit in sparta but it was filled with grown-ups figure that shit out wow so the babies grew up and then died in the pit (laughs) that seems like a much more interesting story uh, but yeah, so so we and we learn we learn not only about the the wonderful custom of uh, murdering babies that are perceived mm-hmm. to be imperfect, but then when when yeah. the boys grow up, when they get to be like age, I think it's age seven, they said uh, the the kids are taken away and they're from their mommies, from their mommies yeah. and they're they're conscripted into the army. Basically, they're trained to be soldiers, and they're basically hit until they're fourteen. Yeah, they're, they just get beaten up just for the next seven years. Yep. They either learn to kill they have to steal for their own food they they they're constantly we get great shots of little kids hitting each other beating each other to death yeah and 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 oh by the way there's nothing so far that has not been in slow motion yeah oh yeah nothing. the blood spray from a kid's busted mouth is is in slow motion just so you'll see how talking about that i'm talking about looking at the baby oh, yeah. <laughs> in slow motion so you don't miss any crucial details no, because I don't think he knows how. To, I don't think he knows what a normal setting is on his camera. I think he thinks he's filming at regular speed. Every, movies are like five frames a second, right? That's the rate. That's that's normal, isn't it? No, what? Twenty four? No, no, no. What? Slow motion. Slow motion would be. Oh, the that's other right. Way. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah. That's more frames because it's five frames a second would be, like, would be a really fast movie. Oh, God, I wish he filmed at five frames a second. This movie would be 15 minutes long. Zach, shoot at five frames a second from now on. 
actually watching this movie, I was curious as to how long this movie would be if all of the slow motion scenes were were shown at regular speed. Uh, probably about half an hour. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, because there's a lot of slow mo. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So we we see we we see young Leonidas, and he goes through his you know getting beat up as a kid phase, and then. Uh, when he becomes a teenager, apparently it's it's also Spartan custom that the kid will be sent out into the wilderness to survive on their own to prove that they're. Oh, I thought they had to go out and fight a cartoon wolf. Well, that's what that's in a snowstorm in their underwear. Well, yeah, that's that's what young future King Leon, uh, Leonidas does, and uh-huh. in in a, a little bit that is in no way any kind of foreshadowing for the rest of the movie, he lures the wolf that is stalking him into a narrow passage so that the wolf can't get uh-huh. through, but he can attack the no. wolf and 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 kill him. And a, well, no, he doesn't actually kill him because that wolf howls forever and a day. Well, you know, eventually he, he kills him. It's yeah, and then and and uh, apparently everybody is so impressed by that that they make him the king. They say, "Well, he should be the king." He killed is that what the way he was? killed that wolf was just fucking awesome. He should be the king. Um, he could have found that wolf carcass. No one was there. <laughs> he, was, he was by himself. Did anybody see him kill this wolf? He could have, yeah. He could have found a dead wolf, skinned it, and came back and said, "Look what I did." And he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get king out of this motherfucker." You just, watched. oh yeah. Uh, how did you kill this wolf? Well, it was snowing, and I was in my underwear. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, shut up. I'm king now. <laughs> you can't talk to me that way. You just said I was the king. Yeah, my name. I'm King Leonidas. But doesn't that mean? Doesn't that mean lion? Shut yeah. Up. Well, sh- uh, I was gonna kill. The furrier didn't have any lion pelts. <laughs> I mean. You you die this, now. <laughs> this wolf killed the lion. That's what a badass this wolf was. Uh huh. So I killed the wolf that killed. The, shut up. All right, fuck it. Cue the chorus. Yeah, he's there. But yay, and now he's king. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, the, I think it's either the narrator or somebody said that the Sparta is being threatened, and that it's the world's one hope. For brutal militaristic societies and ritualized eugenics. No, no. I mean, and uh, the world's one for for reason, reason yes. and justice. Yeah, that's what Sparta represents. Yeah, reason, reason, and, and justice. Not, not, not eugenics and, and militaristic, brutal militaristic societies. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, and don't forget, uh, it's the world's only hope against slavery too. Even though you know their whole society is. Oh yeah, they say freedom a lot. Their whole society is built Sparta, on slavery at the but time. That's you know, in that real history thing that we keep mentioning, uh, was the largest slaveholding um, state in Greece oh boy. at the time. Yeah, and actually, yeah. Uh, if we since you, since you brought it up, Persia, relatively speaking, not that many slaves. Oh no! And in fact, it was their society that first came up with declarations um, citing that everyone was free and equal. Yeah, weird that. And so it's probably good <laughs> that they're the villains in this. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this guy comes up, this messenger yeah. guy, and he's he's got like this weird necklace of king heads. Yeah, he's I got guess? yeah, it's like a uh, like a, a big old key ring of skulls. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and he very politely says, "Hey, you know what? Um, giant army coming. Um, if you send him uh, offering of earth and water, we'll totally just uh, accept the fact that you guys are totally not going to fight us." And um, and that's when we get the that's when Leonidas says that they're the last bastion of. <laughs> Reason and justice, yep. 
and uh, that they believe in respect and honor. And then he literally kills the messenger. Yes, yes. <laughs> By kicking him into a gigantic well. Uh, was that a well, or, or was it just a big hole a, for a kicking big, people yeah, maybe into? Maybe it's just his kicking hole. He became king, and he was yeah. like, I need me a kicking hole. That's an awfully big hole. For it to be a well, it's also an awfully big hole to not have, like, a railing around it so that toddlers just don't walk off into the goddamn hole. Sparta really needed an OSHA or something, some kind of regulatory (laughs) apparatus, you know, because it's just right there. Yeah, so they could show up and scream, this is OSHA! (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know what, maybe at this point in history, people didn't really care about falling in holes because the messenger stands there with his back to it, like two feet in front of it and doesn't seem worried at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, that's our first black character, everybody. Yep. He's a bad guy. And uh, he gets kicked into a hole along with all of his foreign buddies. Yep. Some of them appear to be running directly at the hole and jumping in. Yeah. Which is easy to see when it's in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> that they're not being touched. They just seem to be jumping directly into the hole. <laughs> that's how. That's how badass the Spartans are. Uh, they would yes. rather just jump into the hole themselves. Yeah. So uh, now we get a slow motion thinking moment. Yes. Guys, just just remember, just assume that everything we describe in this movie is in slow motion, because I think everything is. I think it really killed Zack Snyder to have to speed up the film. Yeah. For dialogue, because it sounded weird when everyone... (laughs) (laughs) Zack, you just... you, You have to... The talking scenes have to be normal speed, okay? No. no. Why? Why do people have to talk? So we have the slow motion, and you can tell that Leonidas is thinking because it's in slow motion. That's right. Slow motion thinking yep. shot. Yep. <laughs> there's a chorus going on. Right? Yeah. And there's meaningless close-up. Meaning, meaningful. I said meaningless. Meaningful <laughs> That's close-ups. That's the real answer. Space. Yeah. So uh, now we cut to a scene of him... Uh, Climbing up the a cliff, right? Yeah, this is apparently the way you go visit uh, the priests and consult with the oracle. You have to climb. I have a funny question. Steve. Yeah, man. Um, so he's a pretty he's a guy. He's in pretty good shape. He right? seems to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, and he's having a really rough time climbing up the vertical side of the cliff. Yeah. to get to the priests, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at the top of this thing, it's just a temple. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Nothing else. Yeah. Um, how are the priests alive? <laughs> <laughs> well, they they get food airlifted in every day by pterodactyls. Who? No, 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 the they don't either. The pterodactyls drop Although food. it wouldn't surprise me if that was in this fucking movie, you. considering how awful and inaccurate it is, but... There, they, okay, so he reaches the top of the temple. There is nothing but a temple up there that is filled with what they call inbred uh, oracle people, yeah. oracle tenders, whatever. Yeah, they're they're, I think they're called the effers. <laughs> That's what they're called. The effers, the afors. Um, whatever. And, they're just a bunch of gnarly, gross dudes yeah. in robes. And uh, okay, just for the sake of argument, they live at the, in the temple. And they can't get down, and no one can bring food to them because we saw how hard it was for Leonidas to get up yeah. there. Leonidas drops a bunch of useless fucking gold at their feet because they're like, great, uh, we'll just hurl ourselves off the cliffside to go <laughs> have a live it up in Athens for a day. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Leonidas. Oh, I've got it. It's up here. It's already spent. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. But somehow 
they're up there, and he has to obey what they say, right? Right, because right. Leonidas, after, after the messenger from Persia, Leonidas is, he's like, okay, well, now we have to go to war. Because they're they're definitely going to invade us now because I just murdered their yeah. messengers, um, and for freedom and stuff, and for freedom and stuff. So and, and he also gives yeah. us a little bit of an info dump so we understand what the the battle to come is going to be about. He says, "Here's what we should do: we should we'll, we'll go and we'll intercept his army at the at." by the sea when it's marching yeah. towards us and we'll at the fire yeah gates. we'll yeah the, the 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 hot gates that's what i have gates of spanish the gates. hot gates oh there's a porno for her yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's they they were uh, passing that around on the set of tmg I'm not coming back uh, not coming back not coming back i'm good oh dr crusher i've got a boo-boo on my, on my elbow <laughs> Oh, she's taking off the coat. She's taking off the blue coat. Um, no, so so Leonidas says he says, well, so we're gonna we're gonna build a wall, uh, the biggest, most That's beautiful awesome. wall you've ever seen. We're gonna build the biggest, most beautiful wall. We're gonna get Persia to pay for it. We're gonna make we're gonna make the wall out of dead people. We're gonna use their own dead to make the wall. It's gonna be beautiful. Um, but yeah, he says, so we'll build a wall so that they can't go around. And they, mm-hmm. and so the only way that they'll be able to get through will be to go through this narrow passage called, uh, the, the hot gates or Thermopylae. The hot gates. And because we'll have them trapped in this narrow passage between the sea and the cliffs and they'll have to go through this gate, it doesn't matter how, yeah. how big their army is. We can just pick them off as they come up. And, yeah. you know, and that tactics. Yeah. And that's how we'll win. And, and, and the, uh, the priests are like, what? The gnarly, lep- lepro- uh, uh, leprosy-ridden, gross, inbred, um, clearly not Jewish. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, and and also you know uh, physically deformed as as many of the villains in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Nothing disturbing. Yeah, yeah. No, no disturbing they overtones go, okay, about that. Let's let's consult the prepubescent girl that's naked. Yeah, who's going to do an interpretive dance for us? <laughs> Yeah, who is the oracle? Who's the oracle? And they so they go and they talk to the oracle, and they come back and they say, "Sorry, Leonidas, uh, the uh, the invasion's a no go, no can do, because uh, there's a carnival going on, and the gods mm. say you have to honor the the festival. It's called the the, the Carnian festival." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. You, so you can't. You can't. You can't start a war during the festival. And Leonidas is like, "Ah, no. shit, I'm not going to listen to so, you." Yeah. So that whole scene is pointless. Oh, and, and, guys, and uh, well, that whole scene. And also, we, at, after Leonidas leaves, uh, uh, the, we see the priest getting bribed. Persian guys. Oh yeah, how did that, how did that happen? Steve? Uh, I guess the Persian climbed up the the oh, other side. By the side way, of just out of curiosity, <laughs> we saw him climbing up the side of the cliff, and he didn't have anything on yeah. him. But when he got up there, he had a big old bag of gold. Yeah. And the same thing with these the fat Persian, the incredibly corpulent. Yeah. Fat Persian man who is up there bribing the priests, and he has glow in the dark eyes. Everybody yeah. bribing the priests with with equal amounts of gold. How did the incredibly fat Persian guy get up there? There's uh, there's stairs on the other side. Oh, so Leonidas is just that. Stupid. Well, he he was just showing off. He wanted to look. He wanted to be like he knew that people down below were watching him, and he just wanted to be like a big man, you know. So he's like, I don't uh-huh. even need the stairs. Watch me. I'm going to climb up. But then halfway up, he's like, Oh, this was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, well, well, but yeah, there's just stairs on the other side. So yeah, so the priests are corrupt. Not, uh, not only are the priests yeah, so are not only are the priests like physically deformed and cowardly because they don't want to start gross, a war, and they they use up these prepubescent girls. Yeah, and, oh, they're so gross. and they're they're also corrupt. They're in the pocket of Xerxes, the the wicked Persian king. That's so, right. Yeah. 
And uh, so far we've met two Persians. They've both been black. Yep. And I'm wondering, I wonder if this is a trend that's going to continue hmm. on. I won't be disappointed. We'll, <laughs> we'll just have to <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> oh, by the way, when he met with the Persian, uh, the guy who we kicked into the well, um, he... Um, talked about Athens. Yes. And he called them boy-loving. Boy-lovers, yeah. Right? Boy-lovers, which is ironic, considering that Sparta not only loved boys, it was institutionalized. Yeah. They actually had sex with boys on purpose <laughs> in their laws. So, there you go. <laughs> so, to change it for this movie... <laughs> means that you're willing to overlook some things that the the filmmakers are clearly against. I mean, who isn't against that, right? Well, let's hope so. But maybe they shouldn't be making a movie about yeah. Spartans. Yeah. In the first maybe place. Maybe make a movie about the Athenians. Here's an idea. How about make a movie about the Persians? There you go. <laughs> who run into what is a ta- basically a bunch of violent hicks, a violent <laughs> cult as they're moving across yes. <laughs> moving up through Greece. Yes. It's literally like five guys in a pickup truck, and they all have missile launchers, and they're like, nah, you can't come in here, boy. Get out of our country. <laughs> Get, keep keep Anyways, out of our hot gates. <laughs> anyway, so now we have a slow motion, washed out sex yeah. scene between Queen Gorgo and Leonidas. <laughs> because the movie has to ruin sex, too. It yep, has to make you feel bad about sex along with everything else. Yeah. And uh, then we get uh, the troops that gather, gathers together 300 people, yeah. and Exciticus, or whatever his name is, gets really, <laughs> oh boy, he really wants to, he really wants to fight, and he shouts out, for freedom! Yeah. And I'm like, what freedom? Who's, who's freedom? Your freedom? <laughs> You're a slave, kid. You're just as much as a slave as everybody else in Sparta. You were you were kidnapped into the army at five, okay? I know you can't possibly mean the seventy five percent of the population in Sparta, which is denied citizenship because they're the ones that you know build roads, farm, create yeah. food, you know, do all the things that civilizations you know. do. While you guys all go <laughs> lather up your bodies and jerk each other off and then kill people. <laughs> what the movie doesn't mention any of those people. Well, you know what, That's Steve? weird. <laughs> That's so weird. It's almost as if uh, they were deliberately ignoring really important parts of Spartan history. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, guys, here's something else we forgot to tell you. Aside from the assumption that everything is in slow motion, also assume that the narrator that was at the beginning has not shut oh, his fucking yapper the entire time. Yeah. And he's, like, narrating things that we can see. Yeah. Oh, and, and there's there's sort of a framing device as well. They cut. There's one brief shot of him at the beginning of the movie before the main plot kicks in where he's talking to another group of soldiers. He's telling the story of, of Leonidas and the 300 to this other group of Spartan soldiers. So that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, to inspire them. Whatever. Uh-huh. So uh, now their troops leave after some... Athens people or something come up and say, "Don't go. Where are you going?" And he's like, "Nowhere." And they're like, "Don't. Where are you gonna? You're gonna, gonna go fight him." And he's like, "Shut up." And then they leave. And then the there's a bad guy Spartan named Bad Gaiacus or something. Yeah, uh, Theron. I don't yeah. give a fuck. His name's Bad, bad Gaiacus at this point. Played by a terrific actor, by the way, Dominic West. Yeah. Yeah, from The Wire, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Before he made it big. <laughs> And uh, bad guy kisses like, oh, he don't listen. And 
they're like, yeah. And he's like, I'm bad because um, I know that <laughs> the Persians have like 300,000 troops and there's no way that they're going to be able to stop them. Yeah. They'll probably just piss them off. And, yeah, exactly. And also, I represent the government of Sparta that Leonidas is yeah. acting in open defiance of. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when, but I'm bad guy, because yeah, well, be, because you know it's good when when the leader of a country just deploys the military without consulting the legislature. That's good. That's a good thing. That's a sign of a yeah. strong leader. Oh, but we have to have a, a dick waving scene in which uh, Leonidas and his troops uh, meet up with some Ar- Arcadians. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I brought a lot of people to fight. You only brought three hundred people." <clears throat> and he goes, he starts pointing to guys in the crowd. He says, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I'm a potter. And he's like, what do you do? And he's like, I, I'm a sculptor. Hey, hey, what do you do? Oh, uh, I grow food so people can live. <laughs> oh, that's great. What do you do? I, I heal the injured and, and, and tend to the sick. I'm a humanitarian. And he's like, that's great. All we do is kill people. Ha ha. We're, so we're, we're, we're better. better. Ha ha. Our dicks are bigger. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us sucking each other's dicks now. Because they do a lot oh, of it. Oh, boy. I don't mean literally in the film. Metaphorically, they do it. They love, boy, boy, oh boy, do all the Spartans love the taste of their own dicks. Oh, their they because, love it. Man, they love just making themselves, even the women, even the women ones, even uh, even at the beginning. Queen Gorgo's like, because only uh, Spartan women give birth to real men or some bullshit yeah, like although that. although sometimes they don't, but we just throw those off a cliff. Yeah, when they don't, we kill them. Yeah. This is a society that will last forever. <laughs> We're the heroes of the movie, y'all. This is a great model to base the civilization yeah. on. Or if you're a modern, really gross individual, your life ethos. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. So. Um, so they they come across a village that's been completely destroyed and burned by uh, what they say is 20 people. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. The immortals. Yeah, exactly. The most fearsome warriors in the world or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they find a kid who pass out and he says, oh, they were beasts from the blackness. Uh-huh. Yes, they were. Yeah. yeah that yeah, means exactly yeah. what it sounds like. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then they find all the people. They've been nailed to a tree or something. Yeah. They ma- they made a nice. The, the Persians made him a nice bit of uh, sculpture. You know. Yeah. I yeah. guess. And then uh, they get to the gates, and then it's nighttime all of a sudden, <laughs> and uh, there's a storm, and it sinks a whole bunch of the Persian ships. Right. And all the Spartans are really happy because apparently they can see in the dark. Yeah. Out <laughs> out at sea. Out at yeah. sea. Well, luckily, out at sea means ten feet from shore because of the way this shot is composed. I know, yeah, it looks like there's like a, a massive naval fleet, like within a, a ten second swim of the beach. <laughs> Just, <you know. laughs> yeah, but so they're excited because the a bunch of the ships are are wrecked or turned back by the storm. But you know, let's not get too excited because there's a much larger fleet that's still out there. Yeah. Like the the the, yeah, the yeah. Persians have just thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the Spartan city of B plot, um, <laughs> Queen Gorgo talks to somebody about freedom or something. Yeah, yeah. She wants and, to talk and to the Bad Gaiacus is the, is around. Yeah, she wants to talk to the council. I didn't really pay attention because fuck B plot. Yeah. But um, then we cut back to uh, Thermopylae, and uh, the emissary shows up, and he's the emissary of, as near as I can tell, Serpentor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm bad. Oh, also, I'm black. 
too. What a surprise! That's, uh, what a coincidence! Right? Ooh, we're gonna. Ooh, you guys don't. What did you do with the dead body? Oh my God! You're using dead bodies to to to, to, to build a wall. Are you? What the fuck is like, wrong with you, people? Uh, yeah, I did, he's like, are we seriously the villains in this movie? We uh-huh. are seriously. We're the bad guys. <laughs> Wait, what happened to my arm? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, another uh, uh, a messenger is attacked. Yeah, his arm is chopped yeah. off, and uh, that that scene's over. And now we get to meet uh, Quasimodo. Yep. Because it's not enough that the movie is racist; it has to be ableist too. So yep. we meet. Well, it was ableist it was from ab- the very beginning. True. Because if you have any kind of deformity or any kind of uh, shortcoming, you get thrown into the the baby skeleton pit. Yep. Yep. And apparently this guy's parents uh, loved him. <laughs> Weird how that happens, how you can love your own baby. And uh, they uh, ran off, and they let him grow up, and he's a Quasimodo, uh, like he's got a gigantic hump on his back, and is, uh, he's just a big yeah. monster. He's just a fucking giant rubber monster, and uh, he's like, hey, they can sneak in through the goat pass. Um, and I'm I'm deformed and disabled and I'm pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to fight with you because yeah, I'm a patriotic. Yeah, I want to fight with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Leonidas is like, no, and he's like, okay, now I'm evil. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Because remember, deformed people are evil. Only yes. physically, only aesthetically pleasing people are good. That's yes. right. Remember that, everybody. So now we have a slow-mo battle number one, in which the Persians charge, and they shoot a bunch of arrows, and then there's a cavalry attack. And it's all in slow motion. Oh, yeah. So it takes about 90 years. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, back in uh, B-Plot, uh, we have a bunch of slow motion walking around the fucking city of B-Plot, uh, uh, following Queen Gorgo, and then she turns a corner, and uh-oh, bad guy, kiss has her baby boy. Yeah. And he's like, mwahaha, and she's like, whatevers, and that's it, yeah, right? Yeah, he's just mean. He's just a bad guy, that bad guy, He's just a bad guy. He's just a bad guy, bad guy, because they should have named him good guy, because then he wouldn't have been a bad no. guy. No. So now we go back to the gates, and uh, here comes King Xerxes, and he's a bald, eight-foot-tall, naked man on a two-ton solid gold throne that is somehow being lifted above him, lifted on the shoulders of, I guess, slaves. Uh, I I guess. And um, he's gay. Yeah. Apparently. Kind of like, actually, well, I mean, he doesn't actually have sex with anybody, but it's strongly implied that that he's gay. And he's like, hey, join me. All you have to do is get on your knees. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, exactly. Wink. Get that 14-year-old boys. Get it? Aren't I scary? And I would like to point out to Zack Snyder that he ain't scary to all the 14-year-old boys. (laughs) No. Congratulations, Zach. You did the reverse. You gave some 14-year-old boys a lifelong fantasy that they'll never be able to fulfill. And that's what is scary to Zach. (laughs) Man, what if if they think I'm gay? Mm Mm-hmm. That's right, Zach. What if they do? Anyway, Anyway. yeah, what if they do, Zach? What if if they think this whole thing is about you wanting to stare at a bunch of, you know, hunky, hunky men? I mean, it is is a pretty powerfully homoerotic movie, Zach. You have to admit that. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) 
like they're all they're all like naked for the entire movie. It's just a bunch of naked, incredibly well muscled men. Oh, but wait, Steve, we got to have some character development oh. from two characters that we don't give a fuck about oh. as uh, they engage in a little misogyny and homophobia as our heroes stack dead bodies as a shield wall. Yeah, oh yeah. I just want to reaffirm that. One guy makes a joke uh, about another guy being a woman. Another guy makes a joke about the other guy being gay while they're picking up the bodies of dead foreign people and stacking them as a shield yep. wall. Our heroes. That's the whole goddamn movie in that one little scene, everybody. If you don't yeah. want to watch the whole thing, just find that scene, <laughs> and that's pretty much the whole fucking movie right there. Yep, yep. Just some, some you know, some uh, ripped white guys throwing gay jokes and woman jokes back and forth at each other mm-hmm. while they stack the corpses of black people. Yeah, yeah, it's great. 300. <laughs> $450 million at the box uh-huh. office. So, oh, wait a minute. Now they're attacked by uh, orcs? Uh, yeah, I guess. They're, oh, these, no, these those, are, we, they're the immortals. The immortals. We finally get to see these these fearsome warriors, mm-hmm. which are identified as such by the voiceover, of course, telling us these are the most fearsome warriors in all the world. Okay. That, so they push a big wall of dead bodies over on top of them. No, they push a be- dead body. Uh, they push the wall over on top of one of them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they don't, they don't even wait for them all to get. No, <laughs> to get. And in there. even <laughs> these immortals, these monster people who have claws for hands, who have yeah. monster faces underneath the monster face mask, are looking at the wall of dead bodies like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> What are you people doing? What the fuck is wrong with you hillbillies? Oh my. We really have. We, you know, we were just going to try to occupy your land. We have to kill all of you. <laughs> I'm just realizing the situation. We have mm-hmm. to kill all of you guys. Now, I would like to point out that several times so far in the movie, they have indicated that Xerxes' whole army is comprised of slaves. Yes. It wasn't. No, not at all. Not, not even a little bit. <laughs> no. Not not in reality. No. Um, in point of fact, if you really want to look at it, um, the Spartans <laughs> are kind of trapped into the society where they have to fight, right? Yeah, like they don't really have a choice. If, if one of them pulled a, uh, pulled a, I want to be a dentist while training to be a Spartan, <laughs> they would have killed him. They would have killed him. Yeah, we have a cliff that we throw people like you over. <laughs> what? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what would have happened. Uh, so yeah, but that, that's 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 some of that pesky real life history yeah. so anyway, getting in the way, though. We have more slow mo fighting. Oh, and there, yeah. there's a troll or something. Yeah, the and immortals is, is this... have a cave troll. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. The the big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He gets his head cut off. Uh huh. And then the next day, um, they have a giant rhino. Yeah, that, yeah, that, and elephants eventually too. Oh yeah, but this rhino was like yeah. uh, like big, and it got killed oh, with yeah. one spear. And yep. all they also have monster people from around the world. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, yeah, it's a small world after yep. all. <laughs> I'd love to see that, right? <laughs> Monsters of the world. And uh, oh, they they also have wizards that throw hand grenades because that was a thing. Oh wait, well, no, sure. it wasn't. <laughs> um. So then, during all this fighting, uh, a guy that we met earlier, whose son is in the three hundred, uh, his son dies. Yeah, yeah. Again, gets gets his head chopped off, and he gets really upset. And I'm kind of like, wait a minute, 
You guys have been talking about how uh, super awesome it is to die um, fighting. Yeah. So why aren't you happy that your son is dead instead of screaming and upset? But I guess we're supposed to feel something or something like that. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I mean, the way the movie has been playing up to this point, mm. it would have been completely in character because yeah. later on we see that same character. You know, he's still upset about his son being killed and he was like, I'm just sorry that I never got to tell him that I love him. <laughs> and, and they're like, and, Gatticus, and calm down. He's like, no. Like, he's like, you have plenty of other sons. Don't be upset because of Sonicus. You said it yourself. If you didn't want him to die, then why did you bring him with you to this yeah. obvious suicide mission? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? But, I mean, it would have been completely in character from the movie up to that point if Leonidas would have just punched him in the arm and went, like, whatever, gay. Uh-huh. You know, well, like... You, son. They, Give me a break. Oh, oh my son died. <laughs> Come get back in line. Wrap yourself in your in, in your red cape, you big baby. You freaking yeah. queer bait. Run. Go. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset. My child is dead. <laughs> On you. I'm doing you. <laughs> and they're all laughing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is Sparta! <laughs> Kick. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, meanwhile, we have to cut to racist white guy nightmare world. <laughs> ah, yes. In which we're in the Persian camp that is filled with girl-on-girl orgies where the, the, the girls look pretty at first, but then they got scars all over them. And there's, yeah. like, an Asian guy with no arms and legs who's, like, a sex doll, I guess. And people are having sex with animals. And, wow. Uh, you really? know, I'll give, Zer- <laughs> I'll give Xerxes this much. He puts up a hell of a pop-up pleasure palace. I mean, <laughs> he does. he's on the road here, and he still manages to put on a show like this. Yeah, so uh, we're exposed to just how awful and gross... Um, he is, I yeah, guess. Yeah, not, not at all like those noble Spartans. No, no, not at all. No. And, uh, see, here's the problem. When the Spartans' society is pretty fucking god-awful, in order to make the bad guys worse, you really have to make them worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, so, they're uh, kid-touchers and animal fuckers. And, yeah, so Quasimodo yeah. shows up, and, uh, he betrays the Spartans for, uh, for, uh, Sex? Uh, he, yeah, and well, yeah. Xerxes promises him a whole bunch of stuff, and then oh, yeah. he, his last, his last thing is he wants a uniform. Yeah, so he, he's giving him up for a little bit of the strange and a uniform. Yeah, yep. Because uh, remember, all he wanted from Leonidas was just to fight for his country. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, back in B plot, rape. <laughs> Yay! You, you knew it was coming. You knew this movie wasn't going to end without one. So, so bad yeah, guy kiss and Queen Gorgo. Are talking about some fucking bullshit. I don't even remember. Do you remember whether he he said he's going to get her to go in and see the Greek council or in Athens or something? Yeah. Okay. Well, she. Yeah, well, basically, she she wants to convince the council to send the rest of the army, like to back up Leonidas. Right. And and Bad Gaiacus is like, nope. Yeah. And they're not. You're you're not going to get them to do that. You're you know. I mean, it's not really then, rape because she kind of gives it up for him. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't make it any better. But that's how you, apparently, <laughs> right? that's how you empower a female in a Zack Snyder movie. Of course. Well, well, I would love to hear about some other way of writing a strong female character. Yeah, so she takes off her clothes and then he fucks her and he says, you're not going to enjoy this, um, not even a little bit of it. And I'm like, yeah, so far, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she talking about us watching the movie? <laughs> 
Is he whispering that in my ear while he fucks <laughs> way, my ass? Way Gross. ahead of you. <laughs> way ahead of you, buddy. Not enjoying it. Uh huh. So uh, then we cut to Leonidas giving a speech in which he's talking about we're in a new age of what, Steve? Uh, reason and something, something. Freedom. Reason and freedom, that's it, yeah. Remember, this is the culture where 75% of the population were not citizens. Yes. Freedom. We don't We don't see that part, though. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then he says, uh, eat your breakfast, because tonight we dine in hell. And I'm we kinda, dine in hell! That's right. Okay. Like, uh, that's supposed to inspire us, I guess. I hear hell has some nice places. You just got to get your reservations in early, otherwise you're not going to get a seat. That's all. The I, would, I would rather be in hell. Right and live now? in this movie's version of Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> or the real Sparta, yeah. probably. I mean. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Athens, stuff. <laughs> she shows up. Bad guy like, says, oh, yeah, well, guess what? She let me fuck her so she, you guys could see it. She's throwing, she's bad, and she's filthy, and she's gross, and I hate her. She's a girl, too. And she's a girl, too, and she's gross. Guys, don't listen to her. And she's like, well, my husband needs help. And she's like, ugh. And then she gets so angry that she takes someone's sword and stabs him. And it turns out that bad Gaiacus is a pinata filled with foreign money. <laughs> He's filled with Persian coins. Yeah, he just happens to be filled with Persian coins. Because All- everybody knows when you're a corrupt politician, you always carry the money that you were bribed with. So that if you're killed, everybody knows immediately. That's right. So all the money spills out. He falls down. She leaves. And in what is probably the most unintentionally funny thing, someone picks up a coin and screams, Traitor! And then they all scream, Traitor. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) It's almost over. Yeah, we're almost there. So uh, the hunchback shows up with the rest of the army and, um, and, and Xerxes, and the hunchback's uniform is a hat and a scarf, as near as I can tell. Yep. He is given another offer again, which is like, come join us. This is stupid. Leonidas is like, nope. (laughs) Then the narration kicks in again, and we get slow motion neck sweat and slow motion him taking off his helmet and slow motion everything. He puts down his shield. And he throws his spear at Xerxes and misses him. Yep. He, he takes off a couple of his of his face rings. Yeah, because apparently yeah. the Persians excelled in facial piercings. Oh boy, that apparently that was one of their main things. Yeah, that was a primary export. <laughs> exactly. Somehow, um, <clears throat> and then there's a the big fight. Everybody dies. Leonidas gets shot twice in the chest, one in each lung. But yet yep. somehow he continues to scream and roar. I don't know he's how. He's just that great of a warrior. It's okay because Excitacus gets one directly in his heart and he's long enough to deliver a fucking monologue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. But then everybody dies. Yay. Yay. They're all dead. And now we... Oh, right before this whole thing happened, right before Leonidas's big speech, um, he grabbed his best friend friend one Iacus. <laughs> yes. And he says, You gotta go and you gotta tell everybody what happened here. You gotta make sure to tell everybody what happened here. You've gotta go turn out to be the narrator. Yeah, you gotta go turn out to be a narrator. And so now we cut to him and what she's telling this story to thirty thousand people, right? Just this yeah. huge thirty thousand thirty thousand or I think yeah, he says like ten thousand Spartans commanding thirty thousand Greeks. Yeah. yeah. And you look at him and it's just it just goes back forever. 
the number of people that are there. And it's like, so it, technically he told this story to ten people who were standing around him. <laughs> yeah. The rest we of them have literally been standing out in that field for two hours like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> what, what's going on? They can't even see the front of the horde. Yet when they go, well, the entire group in unison, the entire 30,000 <laughs> army all cheers at the same time at the end of this guy's thing. That's impossible. Well, and you know, even the people up front who could hear what he was saying were probably lost when he got into the subplot. Oh yeah, and also he was like, when why they is he telling cheered, us about what the, the guys in the doing. back just went for no reason because they had no idea what was going on. But it's okay because uh, <laughs> then uh, then they they run at the camera to kill the audience. Yeah, <laughs> they clearly hate us anyway, so it makes sense. Let me leave some questions open, like when the when the Spartans were killed. How come the Persians just didn't flood into Sparta and just start killing everybody? That's a good question. It's a narrow goat path. It's the, oh, no, no, no. They couldn't, they couldn't remember, all fit. Remember, they defeated them to get uh, past the, the, the hot gates. They could have gone straight through the hot gates. That's right. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's the. That's that's the. That's the fucking. That's that's the whole fucking movie, Steve. That's uh, that's the end. The, the, the movie's over. We get a, a little violent cartoon at the end for the credits. Yeah. And uh, the movie. The movie's over. So, uh, Steve. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, man. After after you went into the to the bathroom and uh, you know filled the tub up with the warmest water you could think of. <laughs> Lit some candles, wrote a, a very personal note to to your loved one, and uh, climbed into the warm tub and stared at the knife at your feet for a long time, for a really long time, for a very long time, Steve. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a, a seeming eternity. And then said to yourself, I, I will not give Zack Snyder this. I will not give this to him. He does not deserve this. He will not take my life. Can you tell me what you think of 300... While I tell you what I think by going pee while you're doing this, because I need oh, to sure. urinate. <laughs> sure, man. This that's going to be my review. <laughs> okay, right so, okay, so, um, here's the thing, everybody. Uh, I'll, I this is going to be a somewhat negative review, as you might have guessed from our synopsis uh, to this point. But um, I will start out with a somewhat positive uh remarks because you know every movie has something about it that you know can can be used to recommend it and i will say the movie 300 it does have some very nice cinematography you know it it was accomplished through digital means Uh, the movie was almost entirely shot in front of green screens and blue screens but nonetheless the zach snyder and his team of digital artists uh managed to conjure some really interesting you know nice looking shots uh so cinematography is good um the acting considering the material is not terrible you know i mean gerard brutler doesn't really he isn't really called upon to do anything other than than scowl and 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 growl and scream but he does it fairly well and with a certain degree of conviction so you know the the acting's not terrible so it looks good and and the and the acting is all right and i have to say uh because the plot itself is fairly simple and and straightforward even with the the subplot and all of the the stuff you know where we we're constantly cutting back to the political intrigue in in Sparta um the the movie moves pretty well you know it it's it, it it's 2 hours long and it it moves pretty well it never gets bogged down it it's it moves along at a a pretty good pace so those are those are some of the good things about it what, wait, um, I leave for five minutes and you talk about the good things about the movie? 
Yeah, sorry. Cinematography is all right, even though it's mostly digital. Uh, Performances aren't terrible, considering the material. And uh, the plot is simple enough that it moves along at a decent pace. Um, So the but but the other thing is the downside of it is that it's uh, Lord of the Rings for Nazis. Um, That would be the downside. You need to time that better. Oh my god, I, I had just I almost, taken a drink when you said that. I almost drowned my, my co-host, I'm sorry. Um, <gasps> and and that's like, that's not even, I don't even really consider that an exaggeration. No. I mean, it's, when you when you watch this movie, and you see how blatantly, unapologetically fascist it is, and not just fascist in terms, I mean, but uh, racist, misogynist, homophobic, xenophobic, and, and it glorifies all of these traits. We've been talking uh, throughout this this review, you know, sticking in little bits of, of how the, the movie is historically inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And the movie is really, really, really historically inaccurate. But you don't even need to know anything about the real history of Sparta or the Persian Empire uh, to know how full of shit this movie is, they the 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 Spartans themselves constantly talk about how they are the light of civilization. They're fighting for reason and freedom. Mm. They're going. One of the final lines of the movie, when Delios is is finishing up his narration, he says, "Today we rescue a world from mysticism and slavery." What? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, the and Sp- introduce Sparta- them to a new world of mysticism and slavery. Yeah. Even judging it solely by this movie, Sparta is a slave state. That's there's. I don't see how else you can you can describe it. They the, the movie tells us that male children are conscripted involuntarily into the army from age like five, six, seven, something like that. Seven. They're subjected to horrible physical torture. Then they're sent out into the wilderness to fend for themselves. And if they survive, they come back and they're and they're made part of the army. And that's their life. That's slavery. That's yep. a slave state. Yep. And and as we've mentioned a few times, eugenics, they murder their babies if their babies are imperfect. That's kind of glossed over. Actually, no, it's not glossed over. It's glorified. It's presented mm-hmm. as a good thing. It's good that they murder their imperfect children and then conscript the the physically suitable ones uh, into the army. These are, these are the good guys. Mm-hmm. And this is just, again, you don't have to know anything about history. This is just what the movie is telling you yep. about, about these people. And uh, they're, yeah, if you want to get into the history, you might you you would learn, as Jason mentioned a couple of times, that Sparta had a massive subjugated population that performed most of the necessary tasks to civilization. Yeah, that that needed to be done so that the Spartans could play soldier most of the time. Of whom uh, we and, never saw any of them. No, and and a little a, 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 a little historical tidbit at the real Battle of Plataea, which is the battle that is at the end that they're getting ready to fight mm-hmm. uh, where, where the, the Persian empire was actually finally pushed back by the Greeks um, at that battle. 
uh, something like three quarters of the troops there from Spartan territory were slaves, uh, were not quote unquote free Spartans. They were members of the of the oppressed, subjugated class mm-hmm. that uh, that the Spartans used for you know to do all of the the labor while they did their military thing. Um, so even on its but even even just forgetting that, just on its own terms, the movie is completely full of shit. It glorifies violence. It presents violence as a beautiful balletic poetic thing it's explicitly proudly fascist um it glorifies the 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 the, the, this very narrow sort of physically perfect aesthetic of white chiseled men you know with their hair is perfect and their chiseled abs and their muscles and anybody who is non-white or physically imperfect is evil like not even there's no gray area even the 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 uh the hunchback is someone who is portrayed as being uh, a brave willing soldier who wants to fight for his country despite knowing that he would have died if his parents hadn't spirited him away as a child he still comes back and wants to fight for his country that's a villain in this movie. Yep. That's a villain in this movie mm-hmm. because he's he is turned away by King Leonidas for for no other reason than he doesn't that than his physical deformity, right? Leonidas gives he gives him some bullshit excuse like, "Well, you can't lift your shield high enough, so you can't be part of the phalanx." You know, the phalanx that they almost never actually use in the battle scenes. Um so you, you you know you can't you can't fight with us sorry so of course this patriotic Spartan having been turned away goes immediately to the villains turns immediately in that scene yeah yeah sells out his country that he was that that he just wanted to fight for in the previous scene um, and it, you know is is revealed to be completely because you know uh, uh, handicapped people disabled people they're, they they can't be trusted they're physically imperfect mm-hmm. because remember aesthetics are what determine a person's worth where have I heard that before I'll give you a hint it's Nazis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, that's, it's it's just I don't know I don't I don't know if you had the same reaction in this specific way when you were watching it, but when I was watching this movie just yesterday to prepare for this, it is shocking how how blatantly it parrots and glorifies aspects of. Of of fascism and specifically Nazism, huh? not not in terms of let's go kill the Jews, but no. in terms of the, a white race, a master race. Everything is built on physical perfection. Uh-huh. Everything is and the, the value of women is determined solely by their ability to produce strong male heirs. That's mm-hmm. the only reason anybody gives any kind of respect to a woman in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the villains are all people of color. And and are implicitly gay or or you know non hetero in some way, mm-hmm. um, and are seen as 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 mystical and superstitious and corrupt and the or cowardly the, or or cowardly or dishonest. Or, Remember, or they traitors. meet the Arcadians. The Arcadians show up; they're willing to fight. Yeah, but they're portrayed as cowards throughout the rest of the frickin' the rest of the frickin' movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They exactly, exactly, and they're even they're in the one little bit of the battle scene. Where where the Arcadians are allowed to fight, where King Leonidas deigns to give them the opportunity to fight, then the voiceover makes sure that we know that they're not as good as the Spartan soldiers. Oh yeah, they they go out and fight, but they're more like brawlers. They're not really warriors. They just mm-hmm. make a mess of everything. You know, not like the Spartans who are the great ideal to strive for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like I say, it's Lord of the Rings for Nazis. It's it's uh, a movie that glorifies everything that white supremacists 
and fascists are taught to revere. It shows us this 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 night nightmare mythical dream version of a white supremacist state where all of the physically fit white dudes join the army and get to kill people and they're all heroes and they pretend that they're fighting for reason and freedom, even though they represent the opposite of those things, but nobody dares to correct them because that what we see in this movie is what is considered reason and freedom being conscripted into the army, being forced to fight and kill and die for a country that enslaved you. And, but it's the best life there is because somebody told you so. And that's just the way it is. And Hey, at least you have your health and you're not physically deformed or a woman or gay or a black person. Steve, you're uh, taking this movie too seriously. I'm, yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess so. I just, but see, to me, it's not even. I'm not even. It's not even subtext. It's right there. No, it's text. It's, it's it, text. It's, it's right there. The only, the only disabled character in the entire movie. Th- that character is only there to demonstrate that disabled people are not to be trusted. That they are less than perfect, and mm-hmm. therefore they they should not be they they should not be given a place in our society. That's that's Nazism. Mm-hmm. And, and to think that this movie was not only got made, this movie got made. People yep. spent tens of millions of dollars to make this movie. Yeah. People came from the studio to the set and saw the dailies from this and said, "Yeah, looks good." Mm-hmm. And then, and then it made four hundred million dollars. Well, I at will the box tell you office. this: Warner Brothers became a little concerned. Well, I should hope so. Warner Brothers anyway. saw, saw the film and they went um, about Persians. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you know, <laughs> they weren't so concerned that they didn't go, uh, hey, you want to do Superman? No, 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 no. I mean, which, the, again, is like, if any, if you, if you haven't seen 300, but you saw Batman v Superman and you thought, well, that was weird. I wonder what all that was about. See 300. Mm-hmm. Because the guy who directed it thinks that Nazis are awesome. Yeah. Can so I anyway, go now? There you go. Can I'm, I I'm done. I'm now? done. Oh, I, oh, I hate this movie. Oh, I hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I Go loved ahead, it. Please. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the final episode of Lake City. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to... Let me put it this way. As far as a film goes, as the mechanics of a film, I agree with Steve. Um, you know, it's shot fairly well. Mm-hmm. Everything's in focus. Uh, the actors are getting paid <laughs> to do what the actors do, which is say the lines that were written down for them. That it doesn't make a good movie at all. Yeah. Um, as far as the story that they're trying to tell, it is right there on the page. And they... Here's the thing. The story itself is awful. If they wanted to tell a historical, historically accurate uh, portrayal of this battle, they could have, but they weren't interested in doing that. They manipulated a real story to tell a specific narr- a narrative, and that mm. narrative is garbage. Ooh. That narrative reeks to high heaven of let's just put it out there white supremacy yeah okay so and and people are saying well i think you're reading too much into it and it's like no i'm i'm sorry but i'm not you're just paying attention yeah to the movie if you bother to even do a a a just a rough gloss over of the actual battle you would see how much they had to change to make this this movie okay they had to Number one, they had to really clean up the Spartans. Now, this movie is kind of like... This movie isn't unique. People have been idealizing the Spartans since the Spartans have been around. 
Yeah. People in Athens, remember, Athens is supposed to be, people, be the people who don't agree with Sparta. People in Athens loved the Spartans. They thought they were fucking awesome. And so did a lot of ancient cultures. They just love the Spartans all so much. And they love the eugenics program. They love the fact that they were all about war, yippee. And it had a little bit to do with the fact that, yeah, they would send Spartans out to kill for them. But... Yeah. <laughs> All throughout history, people have written glowingly about the Spartans and have cleaned them up to the point in which some of the stuff we can't really be certain of, like the eugenics program. Someone could have made that shit up, because so far there has been no real evidence that it ever really took place. Right. And that could be just some sick weirdo attaching more weird shit onto the Spartans. Right. (laughs) So... In order for them to get this story the way they are, they had to change the Persians from being a largely uh, a, a, a military of soldiers. They weren't slaves. They were expanding out uh, past Persia like most other empires were doing at the time. They turned, they turned King Xerxes into basically a cartoon. He's basically like... A Saturday morning villain. He's eight. He's not. I'm not joking. He's eight feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's an eight foot tall giant man wearing eye makeup and wearing a gold <laughs> bikini. Yes. These choices weren't made by clueless morons. These choices were made with intent. They and he and he said it out loud. I wanted to make something super scary for fourteen year olds. I think he was making something super scary for him. Yeah. For Zack Snyder. Yep, absolutely. It's like there's nothing scarier than a black man cornering me in an alleyway and putting putting his penis up my pooper. That's the scariest thing I could possibly think of. And the whole thing about saying that this the, this shows fascist ideals it does it does. Now, not very many people have been mentioning 300 all that much as of late. Um, it's still a movie that everyone knows and recognizes because it hit big in yeah. 2007. But it's not really a movie that a whole lot of people are going back to, necessarily. <laughs> I'm hoping in ten years it's going to be one of those, whoa, would it really like that movie? <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> now, I will say this. There is one positive thing about this film, and that is it did inspire a kind of minor resurgence in his uh, telling historical dramas. And some have been very good. There's one of mine that I like very much called Centurion that I'm not recommending, but it also I think it has Michael Fassbender and I can't remember who's in it. Um, so it did kind of inspire that uh, uh, kind of resurgence. Some were really good. Some were awful. Um, but for the most part, the movie is written poorly. It's overanimated. It's all in slow motion. Um, and the subject matter is god-awful, horrible garbage that you wouldn't want to expose people to necessarily. What bothers me a little bit is that they aim this movie at 14-year-olds. Yeah. And it's kind of like, really? This is what you want to fill the mind of a 14-year-old with? Is this misogynist, racist garbage? This violent bullshit that teaches them, hey, there's glory in dying. Yeah. You know, this movie features lots of painless death. Painless for the audience, we don't have to feel any of it. These guys are being (laughs) punctured with arrows and chopped up and horrible things are happening. But Leonidas takes two arrows in the chest, and he's still screaming, and he's still rebellious, along with all the rest of the Spartans. Right, Steve? Oh, yeah. He, he, we even get to see him in death in, in a Christ pose. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the one when, he's, he's, when they finally shoot like a million arrows at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just laying there with his arms out and his legs together like a certain other historical figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, aside from the historical inaccur- inaccuracies, which were changed not because they didn't know. They were changed <laughs> because they wanted to tell this story. And this story 
is about how 300 fascists fought, I guess, an army that came out of a fantasy novel that Zack Snyder wrote a long time ago (laughs) because there's monsters in that army and giant beasts and elephants and trolls and ogres and God knows what else is in that army. So, I mean, some of the basic stuff they got correct, like some of the where they fought and the progression of how it fought and the fact that Xerxes didn't die. Um, but at that point, and, and this was something that always confused me, why didn't they just kill Xerxes at the end if they were going to be completely inaccurate about everything else? Yeah, they might as well have. But, yeah, but they didn't. No. I guess because they say, see how accurate we are? So, I mean... <laughs> we got I one thing right. If you had a low-level IQ and you had no real interest in history and you watched this, you thought, oh boy, that's real great. I got a boner watching them men's run around chopping off things and sticking people with swords and stuff. And uh, when that lady got raped, that was great. <laughs> but it's not fun for me. No. And as far as I'm concerned, this movie is not just not a classic. No will ever be. Even after ten years, I can see it fading. I can see it fading. I hope you take Zack Snyder with you. I hope you oh. take every single one of his movies. Please. But it's not, a, it's not only not a classic, it's just not a good movie. And some people say, well, the visuals, fuck you. I can, anyone can make good visuals. But visuals don't make a film. What makes a film are the themes. What makes a film is the story you are relating. I have seen very primitive, <laughs> primitive films... <clears throat> that didn't have any money, that told much more engaging stories than this. And it's... I mean, even if it did still have the fascist themes, if the characters were at least interesting, at least they were trying to say something about them, that they weren't. Yeah. Lofty dialogue. Lofty dialogue. Same lofty dialogue that we heard in Batman v Superman, everybody. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't remember finding a single fucking thing in this movie funny. I don't remember finding a single fucking thing in this movie touching, even though he tried. It was like, oh, look, Daticus is sad that Sonicus is dead. <laughs> Let's not oh, dwell I, on those feelings too much, though. I didn't Those like will... e- didn't like or know either one of them, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> Leonidas thought about his queen right before he died. Oh, great. Um... He didn't even say he loved her when he left. Yeah. <laughs> the narrator let us know why, because they're all a bunch of tough badasses, right? Yeah, feelings are for women. Yeah, not even Spartan, Spartan women, though. Apparently. Not Spartan women. No. Inferior non-Spartan women. That's right. <laughs> Guys, if you like history and do like uh, not Nazis... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. <laughs> You won't like this movie. Now, if you watched it and you were entertained by the slow-motion fight scenes, great, I guess. You're not allowed in my house. (laughs) Yeah, you're not... I was going to say, you're not invited to my next dinner party, but, uh, whatever. Or or maybe you watched it when you were younger and you didn't pick up on any of the themes and you haven't seen it in ten years. Watch it again. And I'll just say this. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. But if you were one of those 14-year-old boys who saw it and you're like, yeah, that was so badass, and you haven't seen it in a while, you might be in for a little surprise. Because this falls into another theme, and it's a weird theme, where we have the Lost Cause narrative featuring slave owners. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In which we drop the fact that they were slave owners. It's basically, you know what it is? It's the Alamo all over again. Yeah, it's 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 just completely ignoring all of the the flaws of a society 
mm-hmm. and painting it as this ideal civilization. Noble lost cause. You know how many people mm-hmm. in the United States have no idea that the reason the Alamo was fought was because all the guys in the Alamo really, really, really wanted to keep owning slaves, and Mexico yeah. said no, and they said, fuck you, this is how important it is to us. Yeah. And then the Mexicans killed them all. Yeah. And that was good. And the Mexicans were the bad guys, and oh, right. the guys who wanted to own slaves were the good guys. Because right? they were white. Because they yeah. were white. Oh, is that what it was? They were the white people. Oh, well, that's what this story is, guys. Yeah. Where hey, we once know- again excise the fact that our heroes were slave owners from a militaristic fascist state, and the bad guys weren't. We just changed it enough so that we still get the lost cause narrative that we always seem to enjoy. For whatever reason, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't reflect poorly on us as a, as a people that we no. can, that we that we return to that narrative again and again. And again. <laughs> um, do you, by the way, do you know which other group of people uh, really really liked to frame their activities as being in defense of civilization? I have no idea. Nazis. Oh, I thought you were going to say liberals. No, well, liberals. <laughs> Isn't that just about everybody says they're trying to save civilization? Yeah, but you really need to stop saying that if you're not a Nazi, because that's that's kind of their whole deal, you know? Is it? It, And if you say that, but you're not really like that, then you're kind of making it difficult for the rest of us to, you know, to peg the Nazis, which is kind of important. I don't want to peg a Nazi. That's gross. I mean, I mean, pick them out. I mean, identify. I don't want to you know. pick out a Nazi. Gross. Like I got you pegged, you know, like that. I, there you go with pegging a Nazi again. You've you're got misinterpreting. weird kinks. <laughs> I'm not. You're misinterpreting it. I don't mean it like that. I'm not. What am I? Some kind of perverted Persian? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. Classic, not classic. Oh boy, as far from classic as you can get. Yep, me too. Oh Hated it. God. Garbage. What a surprise. We've been saying it since we started the show. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's one. It's one of the few movies, and I've, I know I've, 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 I've spoken about this in past episodes where I'm like, oh, you know, hate's a strong word for a movie. This is one of the few movies where I'm completely comfortable saying I hate this movie. Yeah. Not just for yeah. the movie itself, but it's for not. I would wanted what to it originally. I haven't seen this in ten years. I was originally. I thought my. I thought it's probably not something that's going to be something necessarily that I like, but I'm gonna it's probably harmless. It ain't. No. It ain't. No. So, uh, let's talk about movies that uh, we like, Steve. Please recommend something that'll put a smile on my, my big old stupid face. Please oh. hurry up. Hurry, okay. Steve. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if it'll put a smile on your face, but it is a much better movie than oh, this wait, one. Oh, yeah, you're recommending um, a film. Never mind. Uh, oh, quick, Steve, recommend a really good movie hey. that's depressing as shit. <laughs> let's, not, let's not turn on each other. We have to stick together in this thing. I'm, I'm recommending um, a, a small German film called Baby Hater. It's about a man who hates babies. <laughs> oh, yes. Who weeps no, into um, his hands in a corner in German. It's it's directed by Werner Herzog from a lost screenplay by F.W. Murnau. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's um, I'm actually I'm I'm recommending the other movie about the Battle of Thermopylae. The 300 Spartans, which oh, in which a way supposedly inspired um, Frank Miller. Yeah. So in a way, this is the movie we have to blame for everything, because Frank Miller claims that this movie not only inspired him to do his 300 comic, but like changed the course of his life. Like he saw this movie and it, just, it made him want to be a storyteller. It made him want to get into comics like it just set him on the path. Right. Um, uh... the, the, 
the 300 Spartans, the 300 Spartans is a much more traditional sort of epic war movie. It's not at all the, the uh, fascist fever dream of 300. Um, uh-huh. And it's a little more historically accurate. It's still how much rape is in that one, Steve? I, I, none that I can remember. <laughs> you want to know why? Because there's no Queen Gorgo. <laughs> That's right. They're very yeah. The, the women are even less of a presence in this movie than in 300. But and, guys, and, and, there are two women in. By the way, there are two women in this movie. Yeah. One of them is the the oracle that writhes yeah. around and then whispers, and the other one is Queen Gorgo yep. who gets raped. Yep. Thanks, the end. Zack Snyder. <laughs> Oh, anyway, boy. go. Yeah, so the the 300 Spartans, it 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 does sanitize the Spartans as as uh, you know, most dramatizations of them do. It does still depict Sparta as kind of this ideal society, but it doesn't fetishize it to the degree that 300 does. Um, and it is for the most part in the broad strokes it's fairly historically accurate. Uh Xerxes is not an 8-foot monster. Uh he's just a normal what? person. I know. And he's actually, he's played by a great character actor, David Farrar, in what was his last role before he retired. He, uh, he lived many years after this, but he, he retired from acting after playing Xerxes in the 300 Spartans. Um, hmm. and it also, it also stars Ralph Richardson and Richard hmm. Egan. Um, and it's a, a very sort of old school classic, you know, sword and sandals type of epic movie. It's uh, from 1962. And uh-huh. if you want to watch a movie that is a dramatization of the 300 Spartans that won't make you, you know, like weep for the future of your civilization, then I would recommend this one instead. So there you go. Yay. <laughs> okay. My movie that I'm going to recommend comes from the same year, 2007. It's also a historical drama. Oh boy. Um, but this one is good and I like it. <laughs> Good, good choice. <laughs> and it's a movie written and directed by uh, Andrew Dominic, and it's called, and also, by the way, it's a description of the film, so I don't really have to describe the film because it's in the title. The name of the movie is The, Assassin of Jess- the Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Oh, good movie. Which starred Brad Pitt, Casey Affleck, Sam Shepard. Oh, Sam. May he rest in peace. Yeah, uh, everyone, Sam Shepard died. We have to do, we have to, you know what? I've noticed we mentioned someone on our podcast and they die, Steve. Yeah, we, <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> anyway, Sam Shepard, Mary Louise Parker, Paul Schneider, Jeremy Renner, Zoe J. Dachanel, and Sam Rockwell. And it's that. It's about the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Huh. It's thoughtful. It's long, guys. It's a little long, but it's good. And I don't need to really tell you about anything because it's literally in the title. But <laughs> it, the thing is, is, the performances are good. They they bother to take the time to invest into characters that are, you know, legendary if you love the old west. Um, and um, yeah, I'm not going to tell you a whole bunch. Go see it. Go just go fucking see it. See anything other than this movie, other than. 300 right steve my head hurts just sit and just sit and look at an ant farm for two hours you'll be more entertained (laughs) don't don't even even look at the ant farm just climb in it just put your (laughs) find some fire ants stick your face right in it it's more entertaining than watching this fucking movie i just want to be with the ants (laughs) yes i don't want to be with bite your love into my face (laughs) make me one of you (laughs) that's it we're done yeah oh we no, uh, want to go back there again. Hey, Steve. Yeah. 
Hey, Steve, I know I, I said earlier that there was a movie that we should review. Uh-huh. And we yeah. were going to do that one. I changed yeah. my mind because I thought of one that we should do because someone died recently. Oh, great. It was me. I died. My soul. Oh, no. It's 300. <laughs> so which one of your movies are we going to do? was it? I'm going to throw yeah. this at you. I didn't. Pro- we, see, we were originally going to do Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. Right, Steve? Yes, that was the plan. <laughs> that we was got, the plan. We got, ex- we got excited about it because usually after we watch something that really makes us sort we want to watch something that we enjoy, and that's Plan 9 from Outer Space. But I want to push that to I want to push that to uh, October, which is running ah. at us headlong. Okay. Steve. Instead, I think we should review a film in honor, in honor, in honor uh-huh. of an actor, director, fucking we'll say it, an auteur. Oh. Who recently passed away, Steve? Any idea who I'm talking about? I don't. I don't got no idea. Well, if you live in France, you'd know who I'm talking about. I think we need to review one of the films from Jerry Lewis. Oh God! Oh yes! Oh, <laughs> I mean no, but yes. <laughs> and I have uh, in my hot little hand something that Jerry told me not to open until he died, and that's the day the clown clara. <laughs> Oh my god. If I had that, no, guys, that this would, would be, be the most listened to podcast in history if I actually had that movie. We don't. Uh, no. It, that'll, it'll probably be another 50 years before that one's let out of the vault. There's probably like a, a lawyer <laughs> who's guarding it. Now, I think we should probably review the comedy classic, Oh, The Nutty Professor. Oh, yeah. Agree? Let's just do it. Yeah, the way we're going to do it. So, guys... Go out and see the original Nutty Professor, not the Eddie Murphy remake, the Jerry Lewis one. The Jerry Lewis one. In honor of Jerry Lewis, who died recently. Oh, lady. (laughs) I like doing old Jerry, because he's crotchety, cranky. Always talk like he had a caraway seed stuck in his dentures. (laughs) Anyway, Dean and I, we just, you know, we're naked and alone. He was always very serious. So that's right. We're going to review comic movie bastards movie, The Nutty Professor. <laughs> Yay. Rest in peace, Jerry. Yeah. I'm really sorry for what we're about to do to you. <laughs> uh, well, hey, Jerry, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. it. Thanks, guys, for listening, uh, for, for late seating. This has been Jason Harding. And go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. Thank for, thanks for listening. And Jason, but, it's an honor to die at your side. It, well, it's, it's, uh, it was, I can't remember what the line was that he said back, but something like, um, I hate Jewish people or something. I don't yeah, remember. that's what he said. <laughs> you know who I really hate? Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, you don't think they're going to take our bodies and make a wall out of us, do you? <laughs> <laughs> We've done some pretty fucked up things. These guys are going to be pretty mad at us. You know, in retrospect, I do have some regrets. Do you think my my head's going to be turned into a cup or a bowl or something? (laughs) It it should have ended with with Leonidas turning and saying that line from the Mitchell and Webb sketch where he goes, Are we the baddies? (laughs) No, Leonidas. No, no, no. We're we're the good guys. We we built a wall out of corpses. No, no, no. That's normal, I think. We, right? Right, guys? We, we it's not. <laughs> we throw our babies into pits. I think we're the baddies. Wait, what? 
My wife said she went out with the baby, and then the baby wandered off into the forest to live on its own. Yeah. We do what now? (laughs) She sent the baby to live at a farm upstate. (laughs) It'll be very happy there. It'll grow up. It'll be great. You mean all of my little Dedicus Juniors are all in a pit yeah. somewhere? <laughs> no, no. They're living in. They're living with families who love them very much, and they miss you very much. What's love? What is this oh. love word that you just yeah. used? Oh shit! Never mind. Can I use love that. to kill an enemy? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about that in Sparta. Sorry. No, I don't. Is it when I at night when we hold each other? It's. It's like because we're sex. gonna gloss over this bit about our civilization. <laughs> it's like sex, only you do it with your heart, not literally. Oh well, but I was just about to cut it out. I wanted no, to experience no, this thing. No, not no, literally. I'm pretty sure. Okay, fine. <sighs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>